Ed Peters, and speaking for Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We continue on today in Acts chapter 6, moving on to verses 5 through 7. Here in these verses, Luke concludes his account of how the church selected the seven men who were to assume the burden of handling the material substance of the church. The qualifications for these men that would fill this office were as follows. They had to be men of unquestionable honesty. They had to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And they had to be men of wisdom. You see, the early church took care of its own. And they appointed spiritual men who would be able to make applications of spiritual truth. Now, here are verses 5 through 7, and Luke writes as follows. This sounded reasonable to the whole assembly. And they elected the following men, Stephen, a man unusually full of faith and the Holy Spirit, Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch, a Gentile convert to the Jewish faith who had become a Christian. These seven were presented to the apostles who prayed for them and laid their hands on them in blessing. God's message was preached in ever-widening circles, and the number of disciples increased vastly in Jerusalem, and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. Troubles 
The important thing to see from these verses is that the appointment of these deacons allowed the apostles to increase their work of teaching and preaching the word of God. Another fact pointed out here by Luke is that many of the priests turned to the Lord. Some of them may have been serving in the temple when the veil was rent in two at the death of Christ. Many of them must have turned to Christ after that experience. Now here to bring us today's study is Pastor Henry Harder. The English word church is derived from a Greek word meaning belonging to the Lord. The Greek word used in the New Testament, which we translate church, means called out ones or an assembly. It refers to those who have been called out into Jesus Christ. It's the whole body of Christ. It's the living organism. But it is visible in local assemblies. The local assembly is the universal church localized. The local groups were visible, which is what the church is to be. The invisible church is not a correct idea. It should never be invisible, but always visible in local assemblies. So the church soon became of necessity an organization. Where two or three are gathered, that is not a church. That may be a fellowship of some kind. Every local church in the scripture was an organized assembly. So the church is an organized institution, technically not begun by Christ, but by his apostles. The organization of it is first seen here in Acts chapter 6. By this time there were thousands of Jewish converts to Christ in Jerusalem. The poor among them had to be cared for, especially the widows. The twelve apostles found that almost all their time was taken up by administering the welfare fund when they should be teaching and preaching. So they gathered the disciples together and said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the others and the group chose Stephen who is described as a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. They also chose Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, who was a convert to Judaism. All of these seven names are Greek names. This does not prove that these all belong to the Hellenists, the aggrieved party, but it is possible that they did. That would indicate real sensitivity on the part of the church to choose people from the group that had brought the grievance to be a part of the solution. The apostles prayed and laid their hands on the seven. It is significant that the first chosen officers of the church of Jesus Christ were not speakers or preachers, but men of practical service. Even these had to meet high qualifications. They had to be men filled with the Holy Spirit and with wisdom. No doubt this is the origin of the service of the deacons. However, it should be noted that the church in Acts should not necessarily be a pattern for the church in the 20th century. These seven were chosen because of a need. 
the needs of churches vary from century to century and from country to country. An organization, including the church, must be organized around the needs and goals. Care must be exercised so that we do not transplant a pattern of church government from the book of Acts into the 20th century. Acts is a transitional book. It does not establish forever patterns of church government. Certain principles and procedures, however, should be noted. Number one, every church must provide for its needy members. Such provision requires care so that none will be overlooked or neglected. Number two, such work requires the selection of qualified persons. Luke writes that these men should be full of the Holy Spirit and of wisdom, even though these men would deal primarily with material matters. They were to be men of quality, and they were to be ordained. The apostles laid their hands on them and prayed for them. Number three, the group of men who attended to spiritual matters, in this case the apostles, should not be expected to administer material affairs. They should be given time to devote themselves to study, to preaching, and to prayer. Number four, the ministry to the whole person is a focus of this early church, and that's a principle that should be retained in our 20th century churches. Material and spiritual concerns in the Christian experience are intimately related and cannot be separated. The material affects the spiritual, and the spiritual affects the material. It is interesting that as soon as unity was restored and the apostles were released to do their work, and these chosen seven did theirs, that the church expanded rapidly. Luke concludes this incident with the words, So the word of God spread, the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. It has been estimated that perhaps one-fifth of the whole population of Jerusalem at this time became followers of Jesus. However, because of intense persecution, this group was soon greatly disseminated. Among these was a large group of priests. No doubt these were ordinary godly priests who had seen God at work through the apostles in the temple courts and were convinced that Jesus was who he claimed to be, the Son of God, and the fulfillment of all the messianic prophecies of their Hebrew Bible, indeed the Savior of the world. Christ, we
What's New is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.